1: Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This Is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike, here your host, Bagley with another episode. Up at uh, I guess the Hard Rock in Tulsa today. Um, going to talk some football, which some of you will know that that's not exactly my specialty, but my <laughs> it is my guest specialty. My football is actual like football, not hand egg, which you guys play. But <laughs> we'll go into that another time. Uh, my guest today is Kenyatta Wright, who played football at OSU, so those big OSU fans will know who you are, um, and and born and raised in Oklahoma. But today we're going to talk about obviously your upbringing, getting into football, and then the reason that we're in the hard rock today um for for this event that you guys are doing but before we do the way we do this podcast we set a little bit of context um tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised.
0: Man, I grew up and um, was born actually in Fort Smith, Arkansas but um, grew up in Vian, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, it's the Our crown jewel there is Lake Tenkiller and mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up there and f- come from a farm family. Um, that type of background. Loved the outdoors and mm-hmm. um, got a hold of football my 7th grade year and um, just been a roller coaster after that. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, what's 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 it like in Bayern, Oklahoma growing up? it was it was great
0: and um you know i I didn't know what i didn't know you know what Uh i mean and you kind of didn't really understand the outside world just kind of knew that um our our community was geared around togetherness and um you know helping their neighbor out and and always working hard but um man i love my time there it was obviously after i got out of there and um left uh left oklahoma didn't know what was on the other side of the fence for me but um it was a great Tom but somehow you always find your way back home and that's where always. I am now
1: yeah no doubt and that's I mean for me right I mean I sound different I'm from Wales originally in the UK but <laughs> I mean I love it here uh, and this is now my home which my mom hates me saying that you know she's like home is always in Wales <laughs> it is but you know when you, I've been here 10 years now I love the state the people uh, it's just spe- a special place and I'm sure it's the same feeling for you when you're like I, I gotta go home um, but tell me about so, so when you pick up a football you realize that wow, this uh, this is lights my fire. This is my new passion and then you realize that you get good at it. You're playing high school football, and then where do you go from there, and then how kind of do you get picked up to go to OSU? Well, I um,
0: I really love baseball. Okay. I kind of liked football. I mean, I love baseball. I tried to, I poured everything into that sport, and just football kind of was the thing you do as an athlete uh-huh. in our town. You I mean everyone plays football at Vianne, you know, yeah. and it's the thing you do, and I've had, you know, four generations of rights um, playing at, in that town, and so it's just kind of like, okay, it's your time. It's your time mm-hmm. to shine, but um, football really didn't probably grab me um, until I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I loved the game, but I, I mean, I liked the game, but I really didn't love it. But I hated to lose, okay, so I'm yeah. going to try to do my best to be good at it. And just the camaraderie in the locker room, um, the friends that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, the friends off the field with the friends in the locker room. I mean, I loved yeah. all those things about the game of football. And then in college, I had a guy that uh, actually two coaches. Coach Johnny Barr, uh, who's retired now, Coach Rob Ryan, who's coach for the Baltimore Ravens now as a linebacker coach, those dudes made me really fall in love with the game. Uh-huh. And I kinda it transformed my uh, mindset to know that man, I could probably you know make a career out of this, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And so I I basically kind of dedicated myself to that and it ended up um, ended up Working well for out. me.
1: Yeah. How how do you get like when when you're raised in Vienna, are you raised like a as an OSU fan or an OU fan, like what was football like? There's a lot
0: of OU fans, yeah. and and whenever you're, you know, I'm like in my in my town we call it the bottoms. I mean, we have two six and eight. You got three channels, you know what I mean? And so yeah, yeah. OU's always on one of those channels. So you kind of grow up an OSU fan because they're really, really doing well mm-hmm. um, in football. They have done for a long time. So I grew up an OU fan, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. actually was gonna go to OU first, but there's a guy here today that's playing. That's my favorite family member who was at Oklahoma state is one of the highest recruited uh, guys in yeah. our state. He, he switched, he went different. He went to Oklahoma state. And so it was like, you know, let's come build something different, right. you know? Yeah. And and at, at the challenge of that time was to just really be different. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of how I, uh, you know, in a nutshell, went to Oklahoma yeah. State,
1: and then you show up in Stillwater. Yeah, show yeah. up in
0: Stillwater. I'm a freshman. You know, about 15 on the depth chart. I'm mad because I'm. I mean, I've started my whole life since yeah. t-ball at three years old. I've been a starter. You know, never rode the bench or anything. And so you get there, and I'm 15, and not really look. There's no light yeah. at the end of the tunnel for me. It's just like I'm gonna sit behind these guys, and you know, I, I tell the story all the time to my kids that I coach. Is like, man, I felt like pushing guys down the stairs and. Hoping Hoping that they get injured <laughs> so I can get in the game, you know. And it's, it's just training camp. But yeah. by week two, um, I was named a starter as a true freshman mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State. Yeah, And that was uh tough in itself because you got other guys who've been there. They know the ropes. And I'm yeah. this young little guy from small-town Oklahoma that these coaches are believing in. And I'm glad they believed in me because that changed my
1: mentality. Right, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and growing up too, right, like I said, you've been the starter the whole time and then you get to OSU and you're like oh I'm not the only one yeah. right like there's guys yeah. around me that are better that I've got to fight for yeah. and, and, and improve and then like I said you get that chance and you see you start and takes off from there right
0: oh it definitely does and it it, it truly made me understand the value of hard work mm-hmm. and I, I mean I didn't really feel like I was given anything in high school I mean you work for everything you get no matter what just at that level you're maybe right. just a better than the guy around you you know and and in college everybody's good mm-hmm. and it's just where's your advantage and I found that my advantage was in studying film and recognizing what the opponents do and all those things that mm-hmm. some guys take for granted and, you know, and still to this day, as a volunteer coach at my high school in Vienne, yeah. that's still my advantage. You know, and that that advantage will never go anywhere. But it takes work, mm-hmm. and it takes time, and it takes a skill to understand yeah. the game at at that level. No
1: doubt, yeah. And and I mean, we'll get to this in a minute. But like you know, like I said, you you know, you got your back now. Your high school, you know, you're volunteering at your old high school. Your sons are playing football, Mm -hmm. you know, like at UCO and in Arkansas as well. Like, you're you're back in the mix now, right? And I'm sure that gets your juices flowing. And I'm sure there are days where you're like, I miss putting on the pads. But there are days where you're like, as a dad, right, and a family member and, and putting back to the community, you're like, I just love what I do now.
0: Oh yeah, and it's it's at that point to where you have these dreams as a young boy, and you know I was from you know my parents split up or whatever, and um, kind of had that you know separation of family uh, mm-hmm. dynamic. And now as a dad and as a husband, as a fa- you know a father to two girls as well, it's like man, I I dreamed about this time. Yeah. You know, you dream about this time in life, and we're living it. and I never thought I. I thought that my boys would get to go play college football somewhere. And, but at the end of the day, I didn't really realize how much it meant to me to be able to see them live out their dreams in the same dreams that I lived out as a
1: young boy. Yeah, yeah. So, so at OSU then, you're starting, you know, you're you're, you're a four-year starter at OSU. Um, I mean, Highlights. What are your personal highlights, and then what are the moments? If there was one, well, yeah, let's go that. What were your personal highlights? And I'm actually well,
0: one of the biggest moments uh, is whenever we were playing Texas, and Texas had beat OSU really, really bad the year before, and um, they have a Hosman Trophy candidate. This guy is one of the best running backs in all time in college football, named Ricky <laughs> Williams. I mean, it's, he he's a Hosman Trophy winner. He's one of the best running backs of all time, and he's coming in yeah. to your home town or your home stadium and he's just come off of a game where he rushed for 250 yards against yeah. the number three defense in the country and they're coming to play you and it's like one, for a linebacker that is like one of the biggest challenges that you can have and so it's like how do we rally the troops right. and at that time on our defense man we had a, we had seven guys that go to the NFL off that defense we weren't just a slouch you know right. what I mean we, you know, we weren't just a slouch defense and we prided ourselves on being tough mean, physical, yeah. and nobody finished a game that runs the football against us. That's just kind of right. how we prodded ourselves in um, the way we play defense. And Rob Ryan was a big um, big reason for that. Uh-huh. But Ricky comes in our house and I mean he leaves with less than 50 yards and yeah. he don't take his helmet off for the rest of the season. You know, he got embarrassed them and it's one of those things. And yeah, you know, yeah. we look at I look at that as like something that is truly a defining moment mm-hmm. because not a lot of linebackers, not a lot of defenders mm-hmm. ever get to face somebody at their prime in the best of their craft Mm -hmm. and really shut them out, you know, because he wasn't the only one on that team. They had some really good football players on offense, and I felt like that team we shut out pretty much and dominated the whole game. That was one of the one of my most, you right. know, it was a favorite memory. Besides beating OU, yeah, you know I mean? well, That's, yeah. that was part of it. But yeah. that, mem- they didn't have a Heisman Trophy winner like Ricky yeah. Williams.
1: That's uh, yeah, you're right. That's awesome because he's walking in here with his head the size of you know what. Yeah. you know, like I'm gonna destroy I'm gonna run you guys. going all over these guys. Yeah, yeah. And talking he said trash it, you and all yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And then like, said he shut him out and sent him home with his tail between his legs. That's awesome. That was a huge moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, any moments that you wish that if you had the chance you could just one that you could take back? Um. I think the
0: one moment in my career is that I was a, I was looked at as a leader uh-huh. a lot on our team because I called the defense, you okay. know what I mean? But I was never really intentional with my teammates in okay. certain certain areas of their life and certain areas of my life. Sure. I wasn't really intentional in things that you feel like, man, they do what they do. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. doing that and it got to a point to where Decisions were being made that affected all of us on gotcha. a team and whenever you lose guys or you mm-hmm. lose some core people on your team in a big game things like that that was all reflective on leadership and mm-hmm. I felt like you know, I was a team captain or whatever and felt like I was a leader of our defense and things like that, yeah. but I really now I go, I look back and I was like what if I was more intentional into developing mm-hmm. a true off-the-field relationship yeah. with those guys more than just football surface relationship right. because I think in college that's what I had a lot And We all had kind of surface relationships. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah, hung yeah. out yeah. but we didn't really have an intentional relationship okay. and okay. so that's why now I'm more intentional in the relationships that I have there's some surface, we all have surface relationships, but the, the relationships that truly mean something and that you're going to develop over time, you have to have some intentionality about it. And that's where I think in sports, we kind of, everyone just has a surface relationship. You know, you see a Hall of Famer out here like Marcus Dupree, who has a 30 for 30 and we're out there joking with him. That's that's still a surface relationship, kind of, but we have the commonality of a locker room. Like we both played, we played, and I look up to guys like that or whatever. But at the end of the day, how can we be more intentional with our relationships and that's where I'm at in life now. I I don't want to just say I heard and know and got Marcus Dupree's cell phone number. I want to have an intentional relationship of You know, it's a give-take, you know, and I think that's where you're... That's the one thing that I
1: regret Mm -hmm. in college. Yeah, yeah, That's a great point for people listening, regardless if they're on the field, in in the office, at work, right? You know, you're right. Like, you meet people through journeys, and, and, you know, jobs change, teams change, uh, and you're right. Like, you know, I'm sure we've all got people in our cell phone that, like we should probably pick up the phone and call them now mm-hmm. and reach out say hey you know how are you doing how's things you know just and touch base and build a real relationship right not right. just a working relationship um, so you make it to the show you go to the NFL what's that experience like
0: man it was it was Everything you expected, but none of what you knew. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I mean, my first game at, in Buffalo, I was just hoping to run out the tunnel and not trip and fall on the turf. You know what I mean. And yeah. and but it was re- it was very enjoyable. One of the I've had some of the greatest coaches in the game coach me and be around me. And Wade Phillips, I mean Ted Katuriel, I mean all those guys that coached me in my way there on defense. I still do some. of The things that they taught me, uh, Rob Ryan, Buddy Ryan, all those guys. That if you look up their names, they're like they're the Mount Rushmore defense, you know. And some of those things that they taught me today, I'm still teaching those techniques to kids who are Uh in third grade in Vian. Yeah, you know what I mean. And And they they apply. They apply. You know what I mean. And they don't really realize it. Mm -hmm. And you know, kids ask me all the time, like, why do we do big back drills so much? Well, because the first day I was in the NFL, the first drill I did was this back drill. Yeah. You know, so those things are are things that I mm-hmm. really cherish about the NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you were at the Bills, and then Teddy takes you to to the Jets, Jets right? Jets. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was how different were they the Bills and the Jets? Like, as just fan base. Oh, I mean, everything.
0: It was nuts. Yeah. I mean, you know, in Buffalo, I mean, you might have ten media guys. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, and you're in New York, you got 150 people at your yeah. practice that are representatives of the New York media. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So So it was kind of like it was a showcase every week. And the difference was though too also is that I I felt like Buffalo, our locker room was a little tighter. Mm -hmm. The Jets are just so much going on all the time. And, you know, we had some big name guys. I played with some Hall of Famers, Kevin Mawai and Curtis Martin. I mean, Vinny Testaverde, all those guys are there. Marvin Jones, who's one of the greatest linebackers Mm -hmm. of all time, is like sitting right next to me. He's he's my tutor, basically. You know, I mean, playing with those guys but um buffalo was what i really really enjoyed you know and the fan bases there are are nuts i mean when it's 15 below and there's seven feet of snow on the ground and half the stadium don't have shirts on i mean (laughs) and you got beat the week before i mean and they're still there i mean i lived in orchard park and on tuesdays on my drive to practice those guys were i mean there's 100 RVs outside yeah. waiting for the game on Tuesday it, it truly know? is a
1: religion yeah it right. is
0: it is and you can go to Walmart you can go anywhere you want in yeah. in New York and they know you mm-hmm. you know and they think they're, you're their best friend I mean I yeah, seen yeah. Doug Flutie one time at Walmart and there was a whole line of people that was running to go get Flutie fakes and Sharpies hoping that he's signing yeah, he yeah. had to run up out of there because <laughs> it's like the whole Walmart was going nuts you know yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm sure the, the, just the experience is just chaos and it and to, in a time where, like, pre-social media, right, and you, you only have these stories, right? You can't, right. right Whereas today you're like, oh, someone has a video of you in this store or whatever or coming up to you, getting a picture, and, and it's a total different time to grow up. But you build more better. I think you probably built better memories and personal oh, yeah. experiences, right, rather than people sticking a camera in your face, right, yeah. saying, can you take a picture? And you're like, dude, like, I don't even know who you are, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, great experience, no doubt. And then, like you said, you, you get the feeling you got to come home. Uh-huh. Tell me about that coming back home. uh, You know, obviously you got a family as well at this Mm -hmm. point, and you coming home and you know the kids and and high school football and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I was on. It was year seven Mm -hmm. being in New York, and um, I had got hurt, and just things were changing. Herm got fired. Our staff was getting um, changed. Ted had left and went to Minnesota, and um, and I I had got to the point to where it's like I was tired of the business side of it. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to play football and enjoy my family and then you know my wife trying to take kids to school and it was like the ideologies and the thought processes of those teachers was totally different than what we come from in the south Mm -hmm. and it's like man all that stuff was bothering bothering us as a family and my kids loved Oklahoma they loved their family you know what I mean and so I was I was at the point to where Man, is it all about money or yeah. getting the next contract? All of those type of things. Where I still had one more year left on my deal, and I told my wife, I was like, I don't really think I want to play again. Yeah. And she's like, You better make sure or whatever. And because right. she know how much I loved yeah. it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And well, it's been part of your life yeah. for
1: so long. You haven't done anything else. Yeah. Right? It's just been football. Just, just been football.
0: Yeah. And I was like, Well, I think I'm. I'm at the point to where right. I just want to really enjoy life and not really life on my right. terms yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. always. having to be somewhere, be connected to something. And people say, well, that's what you live for. No, that's not what I live for. That's just what I did. You right. know, my passion yeah. was people, relationships, and my family. And so we made it, I made a decision to come home, and my agent still tried to say, hey, we got these teams calling you if you want to get whatever. I was right. like, I don't want to go bounce around. I yeah, don't want to be a journeyman football here or whatever. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't have to prove anything to anyone, and I just want to come home and enjoy it, you yeah. know? And I did. I mean I came home and started meeting coaches and mm-hmm. volunteering at high school football player uh, f- football games and mm-hmm. stuff like that and I was able to coach two guys who played in the NFL from high school that's from awesome. Oklahoma that and that's awesome. kind of like that was like my legacy yeah. um dream to be able to have mm-hmm. those guys like which is that. something
1: now that you continue to do and will continue to do for a yeah. long time right that is your thing now right yeah. it's like hey I have this experience I'm gonna pass it on to the next one family members and whoever you know kids coming up right that you've you and successfully coached to the league mm-hmm. which is great for you cuz you know having a, having a playing legacy is great but building a coaching legacy right. like that's that's another thing isn't it it's a totally different skill to be able to coach
0: right and that's where i feel like also is that um mm-hmm that legacy is about human capital for yeah. me mm-hmm. it's how I invest in the people and how they invest in people right. and so that human capital investment that's all I, that's mm-hmm. the only investment I'm worried Definitely. about now yeah. and that starts first with my family mm-hmm. and then everyone outside that's not you know not saying that their right. surface relationship but mm-hmm. it's everyone I come in contact with yeah, that's yeah. kind of where that's the way I live now Right.
1: finishing up then tell us about you know, obviously the reason that we're here today yep. you know Oklahoma former players chapter and we're at the kickoff classic you know at the at the hard rock and So, why are we here and what's the plan going forward with this?
0: This is our biggest fundraiser. The Oklahoma former players of um, this is our biggest fundraiser, and our money goes back. 100% 100% of it goes back to athletic programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go meet needs. People need money. I mean, COVID has stricken a lot of public schools. So we pro- provide travel, food, I mean, mm-hmm. equipment. There's a lot of schools that can't get jerseys, that right. can't buy them, can't afford them. Yeah. So we try to make those ends meet for athletes because we all know as, as former players that without football, a lot right. of us wouldn't have the dreams and the journey that we have today. Right. And we feel that football Football is a tool that we can use to help the next generation of athletes and people and young men mm-hmm. um, to, to grow up. And not all of them are going to make it to the NFL, sure. but also at that time, just giving them a chance to play. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. And that's where our money goes to. And it's not like, you know, you're paying a whole bunch of NFL players. All this money is going directly to the schools in
1: Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And back to the point you made at the start of the podcast, which is why the reason that you kind of fell in love with baseball and football is, is that feeling of camaraderie you're yes. making friends on and off the field you guys stick together the whole time and for a lot of people sport is their way out mm-hmm. sport is their release right if they don't have a sport then then you know they're, they're in a different crowd right and and who knows what path of life that takes uh, especially in some of these small towns you know I have a friend of mine who who works in woker and he's a coach there and, and he has a, a facility dedicated to you know changing kids lives mm-hmm. and doing the same stuff right and it's it's The passion that comes from yourself and other players and people like that 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 want to make a change, leave a legacy, and give these kids a chance because of if they can't afford jerseys, so something simple as that, right? Like, well, we'll take care of it, you know, like equipment or whatever it is. Like, just get you on the field, just get you together, and building relationships from a young age with all the friends you have around you. And there's something about bonding over physical. Work right, physical mm-hmm. experience, running around, working hard, whatever it is, yeah. with other teammates, isn't it? Right, you know, it's totally experience. Totally that attachment
0: experience. can't be replaced in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the locker room, yeah. and and I value the locker room like I talked about earlier. If I could be a little bit more intentional when I was a college player, mm-hmm. so now we get, I get to share about the intentionality of the yeah, locker yeah. room to the next generation of athletes to let them know, like that relationship can carry you or mm-hmm. it can it can carry you up or carry you down yeah and that's where that's where I feel like the NFLPA and the Oklahoma chapter we want to make sure that every athlete that plays the game that we play mm-hmm. is carrying somebody up
1: yeah yeah and and to one of the points earlier was was like it's you know the NFL is doing such a great job right and it's it's the it's you and right it's right. you're a player and exactly. what else are you do right athlete so, and, so, and athlete yeah. and yeah yeah so and that's great. where
0: and that's you know like today all these guys that are here today are athlete and they're community MVPs yeah. because the money that we raised today is going directly back into communities mm-hmm. in Oklahoma to help the athletes and the school systems that, yeah. that don't have, or that need, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we're going to try to pull as many resources as we right. can together to help yeah. every school in this state.
1: Awesome. Uh, for people listening then, what, what, you know, how do they get involved? How can they sign up and play in this tournament next year, maybe, or other events?
0: Yeah, this tournament is called the kickoff classic. Um, uh, we used to have a gala attached to it, but mm-hmm. with COVID, we have yeah. decided not to do that. They can go to Oklahoma Pro Prayers, and we have donation links, or they can contact me um, on any social media, and I can give them a way that they can donate and with their tax deduction. And we're a 501 C3, so they right. can obviously get a tax deduction if you need that, but mm-hmm. we align ourselves with um, the Ronald McDonald House as well. We didn't get to go get, visit there either yeah. um, because of COVID, but we're going to try to meet the needs of the communities that our 200 plus players live in.
1: Yeah, no doubt. For people listening, I'll post those links in the description. You can go straight to that. And I mean, yeah, uh, definitely reach out. Definitely, you know, if you feel the need or or feel led to help out and, and have kids in football, or even if you know, like you've been listening to this podcast and you you just anything that Kenyatta said has touched base. And even if it's just around coaching, reach out. You know, there's yes. there's plenty of information around coaching, leading kids, um, boys and girls, whoever it is. It doesn't have to just be football. Just coaching and general uh, reach out but kenyatta thanks so much for having me thanks so much for coming on the podcast really appreciate your time and for everyone listening we'll catch you next episode Cheers. i appreciate you this podcast is presented by the oklahoma hall of fame telling oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the hall of fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow him on instagram for daily updates at oklahoma hof
0: thank you for listening